came here and they had a big rig that they were going to do all of Baja and then cross over to Mexico and look all the way around. They only made it as far as San Felipe. Just experience everything. Come and enjoy it. Look around. Uh, I mean, if you're considering a second place to live or, you know, a, a vacation house or something, check everywhere. Don't just, don't just buy the first thing you see. Hello and welcome. My name is Cal Wedby. And I am Tricia Sykes. And this is Turn Left at the Cactus. In this episode, we caught up with Chris Steger. Chris represents a unique guest for Tricia and I for several reasons. Unlike other people we've invited to be on the show, Chris was recommended by a friend. And Chris is someone that, uh, for all intents and purposes, was a total stranger until we interviewed him. Also, unlike others we've had the opportunity to visit with, Chris is not a tourist, he's not a snowbird, he's not even a full-time resident of the area. Chris is several years away from retirement, and he has a full-time job in the United States that requires a whole lot of travel. Normally, you might expect someone who travels a lot in the United States to pick a city or a town to live in that is in the States and close, or reasonably close, to a good-sized airport. Not so with Chris. He has chosen to make San Felipe his main hub, his home base. Why would anyone want to structure their life like this? Join us as we sit down with Chris to find out what it is that makes San Felipe his go-to home when he's not in the States. Welcome to Turn Left at the Cactus. Chris, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's welcome to you. We have a confession to make. Okay. You are the first guest we've had on this show that we know absolutely, positively, nothing about. (laughs) Jumping off the cliff, Chris. It's all good. It's all good. We'll tell the world. (laughs) Um, I met you about a week ago at Trivia. Mm Mm-hmm. And Tricia just met you this morning. Just, hello. Correct. <laughs> yeah. I've actually seen you both probably over the last year yeah. down yeah. at the brewery. Right. Yeah. And we've seen you yeah. too, but we had you yeah. know, no and idea. Formally met. No. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, what I'm saying is that this is really, this is pretty groundbreaking and fun for us. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. So why don't we start by um, letting our listeners and us know a little bit more about you. So let's get up to speed okay. on that. Um, so share a little bit about your life's journey to get here. Uh, born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona. I've always liked the desert. Grew up through there. Was in the Navy for 10 years. Lived in Denver, where I got into my present occupation as a uh, fiber optic splicing contractor. Made my way down here eventually and mm-hmm. fell in love with it. Did you live in Arizona all your life? No. No. Okay. But the first 19 years, I lived in Phoenix. Then I joined the Navy. I was out in Long Beach. Traveled all over the western and southern pacific then i got out for a couple of years and went back to phoenix worked for my dad back in the navy got stationed in iceland for two and a half
and a half years. Oh, geez. Which was fascinating. Great place. Gorgeous. Yes, very. Then when I finally got out of the Navy the last time, was living in San Diego and I moved to Denver for a job. Then I became a contractor and took me, you know, first four years. I kind of liked Denver. You know, it was nice. Mm-hmm. It's a nice city. I didn't like the cold. So mm-hmm. it took me about another five to earn enough money to get out of there and get back to San Diego. And from San Diego, I found my way here. Had you heard about Baja before? As a, as a little kid, my parents used to take me to Nogales, you know, which is across the border right from across, Arizona, right. out of Tucson. And then as a teenager, I used to go over to Rocky Point, Puerto Penasco, across the other side over mm-hmm. there. Not the same vibe as what, Party I, got, town. what I got from San Felipe when right. I moved here. Party right. town, yep. What made you interested in coming down here? Uh, actually, it was on a fluke. USS Ronald Reagan was getting home ported in San Diego, me being an ex-Navy man. I went to see it and welcome it in port, and a lot of people stand out on the jetties and wave at them and welcome them in. There's a boat show going on right down the road. It's like, ah, I like boats. <laughs> when in this boat show, there's this big banner, you know, San Felipe, Baja, Mexico. And it was the Armac company that used to do the marketing and sales mm-hmm. arm for El Dorado. So what year was this? 2005. Okay. Been coming here for a long time. But mm-hmm. yeah, wife and I went to a dinner seminar and we're on a bus and buy a piece of property out here a little little further north from where you guys are here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I got a real estate license and went to work for the company and was selling real estate down here for a couple of years. I didn't realize that. I didn't but either. That, wow. was, uh, that was at the time where the economy was going down. And so yeah, mm-hmm. not a lot of people were buying. I had to go make a living. I went back in my fiber business. Because it made a big difference. <clears throat> How did you get interested? I mean, I'm just sort of backtracking here. How did you get interested in fiber optics? Uh, I was working for a company called Fiber Optic Technologies mm-hmm. in Denver, Colorado, doing like Cat 5 cabling of office, you know, office mm-hmm. towers and stuff like that. Make a short story painful. I uh, broke my leg in a car accident, and so I couldn't climb ladders and whatnot. So they had me in the back shop polishing up fiber connectors and you know, teaching me how to do it. And I guess I had a natural talent for it because I've been doing it for 29 years now. And you like it? I do. I enjoy the work. It's getting, it's physical, a little bit physical. So some parts, you know, not as young as I was. So I need to find an end game at some point. Okay. So you came down 2005, you said? 2005, yep. Right. Yep. When you first came down, did you stay at the Red Lobster? Or were you part of that crew? Oh, no, 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 no. That That's the, that was reserved for the, uh, for the Northern California people. I was Southern California, so. Oh, so where did they have you staying? We stayed at like the Three Clam Hotels. Those were the, you know, the outline ones. Yeah. I actually can't even remember the name of the hotel. By the Arches or here on the? Out uh, further uh, south. Oh, further south. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's, the, it's the one that Pat Butler owns, but nothing's been done out there for a long time. They kind of gutted it and they were going to rehash it and refurbish oh. it and it never happened. That's something I didn't know about either. Yeah, huh. I can't remember the not name surprising. of the hotel. So are you here full-time or, or just as a snowbird? Nope, not not even a snowbird. I, uh, I used to do a lot of contracting up in uh, Wisconsin. And so I would take the winters off from there and come down here, you know, stay the winters. Smart. But now it's just in between projects, um, currently working in Texas. Well, so you're <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I've traveled yeah, all over. That's. I think I tracked it once. I worked in about 27 states. And I've been to all 50. All so over. your home base now is still San Diego? No, nope, oh. I have nothing. I own nothing north of the border anymore. Okay. When the wife and I split up, I gave her the oh. San Diego house and I took the Mexico house. Okay. So you just travel from here? Yeah. Yeah. Travel out of here. Sometimes mm-hmm. I fly. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to fly next week to go back and move out of an apartment in Pampa, get all my mm-hmm. stuff out of there so I can turn the apartment over. And then I'll just park my truck and trailer somewhere to store it until project starts again. Well, you had it all worked out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's logistics involved, but yeah, yeah. 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 figure it out. 
Are you planning at some point to come down here and stay? Yes, that's, that's, okay. my, that's, that's your goal. my ultimate yeah, goal. Is right. to, How far off is that? I can envision two to three years. That close. Okay. Well, it'll get me to Social Security age, mm -hmm. for one, and right. then uh, I should have enough saved up to where I can, you know, I'll have to budget myself a little harder, a little less brewery time. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is way easier to budget down here, though. Yes, it Isn't is. It? it is, yeah. So your property north of where I am, which is on the ranch, mm -hmm. okay, yep. do you have a house there? No. Or is it just property? It's, it's just, just property. We never built on it. So you're I, in the condos. I am. You, you a pickleball player? I'm not. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you're awfully close. Yes, Water you're... volleyball. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. yeah, good... Which we should talk about. That. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we were watching for a while. It looks so fun. It yeah. is fun. <laughs> so what brought you down here for the first time? I mean, aside from the fact that you went to the show and you... Yeah, I saw the, saw the seminar thing. and... Um, I don't know, just was kind of curious as to what it was down mm -hmm. here. And then once I saw, you know, cactus right up to the ocean, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I've always been around oceans. And, mm -hmm. well, I used to come down, like I said, Puerto Penasco and then San Diego. And I sailed over the ocean. So, you know, I like being near them. That's kind of what, uh, that's kind of what attracted me. And In the first place. It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my wife liked it, too. She really mm -hmm. enjoyed it. She, mm -hmm. she has a place down here now as well. And what attracted, I mean, you went down to the Malacon and you like San Felipe itself. Not, well, yeah, like, I've always liked the Mexican culture. Mm -hmm. So San Felipe mm -hmm. was, is a lot like a bunch of different towns or whatever. But the Malacon was special because, you know, a lot of families and stuff. It was summertime when I came here. So mm -hmm. a lot of the Mexicali people mm -hmm. came down. And it was kind of like the whole vibe. And, and it's 10 degrees hotter up there than it is here. Oh, easily. So it's understandable yeah. that... It's it's 10 degrees hotter here than it is at the beach. Yeah. Closer yes. to where I'm at, mm -hmm. but it's also a lot more humid down there than it is up And the heat doesn't bother you because it sounds like you come down in the summertime a lot. 110 in the shade, so I'm like a hut. Some like he's it from Phoenix. That's right. He's Some like it Phoenix. Hot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Grew up with that. But it's a dry heat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It makes a big difference. It really does. It yeah. Does. It does. Got to embrace it. That's what the pools are for. Talk to us a little bit about um, what attracts you about being on uh, El Dorado Ranch as opposed to being, say, in one of the other campos. Oh right, right. Um, well, it was the it was the sales thing that really initially got me here. But it's to me, it's about the activities. You know, they have all the different activities, which the other campos do not have. Explain a little bit about what activities. Well, like water volleyball, pickleball, mm -hmm. tennis. Um, you got Spanish lessons. You got mm -hmm. uh, poker night. You have movie nights. There's mm -hmm. just so many different things that the guys do. And we've been where we've gotten rained out of water volleyball, you know, storms. So we go in the activities office and play darts or something. You know, those guys keep us busy. And I've known two of those activities guys for as long as I've been here. I consider them friends and decent people and they have a lot of fun tons of activities that was uh, one of the draws for us too was it yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. absolutely nice yeah i've i've met people in uh different places i was working in hancock new york mm -hmm. one time and i was sitting at the bar and i met this couple and i was telling them i live in san felipe they're like el dorado ranch i said don't tell me national pen company yeah yes. long time ago that was a long time we're ago. still paying our dues <laughs> and we've never been there <laughs> <laughs> Something. Isn't that funny? Yeah, right. Small world. Yeah, and they've yeah. never been here. Never been here. Oh, Did they? They didn't even come down to exchange their lots from the no, mountain. No, <laughs> those mountain things. Yeah, it was only. I think their fees were twenty-seven dollars or something yeah. a year. So yeah. they just continued to pay it. That's hysterical. Yeah. Besides activities, what else keeps you on the ranch? Well, now that 
there are businesses out north. You know, when I first came here, you had the Playa de Oro facility restaurant. That was the only restaurant besides La Palapa at the pool. The pavilion was not built. Uh, Jollyman, the brewery, Frankie's, all that. None of that was here. When I first came here, the golf course was built. There was no grass on it. Chain link fence around uh, surrounding all of La Ventana del Mar instead of the nice wrought iron that they have now. It's changed dramatically. And this is it, this is 2005. 2005. Oh my yeah. goodness! There that, was there was one house. I had no idea. There was one house in La Ventana del Mar. No condos. No. That was all an RV park where the condos yeah, are. Yeah, the, the heard RV, about that. Yeah. The RV park was still there. Yeah. Right. And I heard that they've had lots, they had a lot of fun down there. Yeah. <laughs> Juanitos. Juanitos, yes. Yeah, yeah. Juanitos, yeah. yeah. It's actually where we went for our, you know, first time for the sales yeah. and dinners and stuff like that. So, I don't know, I like, I like the whole vibe about El Dorado and what they've accomplished. And, you know, there's obviously bad things as well, mm-hmm. but mostly I just, I try to concentrate on the good. Try not to get into the negative. What, what else uh, do you love about San Felipe? To me, the family aspect of how people in town treat their families. They bring people down. I don't go in town too much anymore because everything's out here. I don't need to go in town. Every once in a while, it's just nostalgia for me to, to go in and, you know, enjoy a walk on the on the Malacan or go to Bar Miramar or, you know, Al's. Rest in peace, Al. It's a great place. <laughs> it is. It, it is. Really is. Our listeners probably don't know about Al's Backstreet. So you want to tell us a little bit about that, Chris? It's a very colorful uh, little establishment off the Malacan. Al, a couple of people have owned it. Rob Ashley used to own that for a little while and then sold it back to Al. A very colorful bar. You might find some articles of clothing hanging from the uh, rafters and uh, a couple <laughs> pool tables and a little special tequila in there and uh, just, a, just a fun fun party place. I heard that they can't uh, have pool there anymore. They Unless can't. they pay a fee. The, the, it's expensive. You probably know more about that, Tricia. Well, that's what I heard, and uh, at uh, we were at Al's bar. Heard about that, and I just—it's with the new municipality, uh, right? So there's different rules about what can be done, and so they they just covered it up. And I guess they used to have Thursday night pool, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's—I don't know if maybe they've done it now, but when we were there, it was covered up. And I just thought that was the oh, saddest wow. thing. Yeah. That is sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've uh, that's a lot of money. I've heard that they've they're going to charge different businesses. For the different activities that they mm-hmm. have out there, or whatever. So oh, really? It's a little different. They're just trying to find ways of raising more money. Raising, yeah, yeah. And some it's revenue. Co- yeah. It's cost prohibitive. Yeah. You know, for a lot of the right the stores down there. That's what I've heard. Exactly. That's too bad. They'll figure it so, out. You know. Yeah, they will. No, yeah. no revenue is you know worse than you know trying to make more revenue off of them. And if they close, then you get no revenue. Right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So they'll yeah, it's sort of the pendulum's over here right now, and it'll it'll, it'll swing in the middle. Right. Yeah. It'll it'll even itself out. So what else besides families? Um, I like 330 days of sunshine. That mm-hmm. really appeals to me. It gets uh, dreary for two or three days in a row. I become grumpy. Yeah. I need my sunshine. Yeah. So plenty of that down here. You know, the, the shopping, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, I can find, if I need to find something, mm-hmm. I can go out and I can find it. I don't need to go back to the States for anything. Right. Or, Do you have a particular you know, um, grocery store that you that you like, that pretty, you frequent most? Pretty much Gonzalez Market. Gonzalez, Out, out yeah. close to here. Boy, that's, yeah. that seems to be the trend with a lot of us, I love Gonzalez. Yeah. yeah. If you need something more, you go to Calimax, or you mm-hmm. can go in town to La Vaquita. Mm-hmm. They have a little different stuff in there, but for what I need, you know, mm-hmm. I only eat breakfast once in a while, a lunch at home. I don't eat dinner at home. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much always out and get something out. Do you have a favorite restaurant? 
Uh, up here up north? La, La Vaquita Norte is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. I've always been able to get a good meal in there. Uh -huh. never disappoints. Generally, the food out at the uh, at the brewery between Monica or Miguel, you know, they take care of things. And, you know, right. it's, I'm not a foodie, so volleyball is. Okay. <laughs> Talk to us about that, since that's obviously something that you really enjoy. When I was doing uh, sales down here, I would be down here every weekend, and you'd tour people around, you know, all, everything. So you go over to La Palapa and the pool over there, and that's where volleyball used to be. And I just looked longingly in there because <laughs> I've got to work, so I yeah. can't, you know, so... Then I started taking an extra day, coming down here a day early, so I could play volleyball. And I was not good when I first started, so <laughs> I had some of the old grumpies, you know, you should do better than that, you're young. But uh, I've been playing it, you know, pretty solid for, you know, whenever I'm here, even in the middle of winter, if it's cold, I still go play. Compare the two pools. For our listeners, we have two pools here on Eldorado Ranch. We have the Palapa Pool, which is on the seaside, and we have Cachania Pool, which is on the mountainside. Correct. Cachania, uh, La Palapa Pool is the older pool that is owned by the development. Um, it just has one pool, deep end, shallow end, and a little hot tub and a little kiddie pool. Uh, Cachania Complex was uh, formed by the HOA. It has a large pool for you know deep and shallow end, and then also an activities pool, which is where they do aerobics, water aerobics, and then that, that's where we play volleyball. Very different complexes. One's owned by the HOA, so you're allowed to bring your own drinks in if you want. They do have service out there, soft drinks and you know cocktails or beer, whatever you want, uh, and food once in a while. <laughs> Never consistent, but, you know, that's the way it goes. But uh, at the developer's pool in La Palapa, you're not allowed to bring your own cocktails in. Both have a jacuzzi. And the pool isn't heated over La Palapa. La Palapa. So you have to... Oh, yeah. It used to have solar heating mm -hmm. up on the up on the north side of the pool mm -hmm. but uh Not that kind of degraded yeah. and went in the away. summer it's fine it's yeah right but in the winter uh-uh yeah yeah it's funny you still see people in it in the winter though i guess they're from minnesota yeah i'm with you <laughs> about can't. heat yeah that's no. that's a little bit much yeah, yeah. right yeah, yeah. indeed <laughs> do you do you spend much time on the beach? No, actually not. Uh, I went out the other day. The brewery had a uh, kind of an employees. I brew at the brewery. So, oh, do you? Yeah, I'm a, kind of what I call myself a guest brewer. When I'm in town, I go in there on Tuesdays and help them brew. I have my own brew set up in my garage. And, wow. Yeah. See, that's something. <laughs> we had no idea. No. We guest didn't even brewer. know. Yeah, we have no idea about guest brewers. Talk to us about that. Yeah. Well, I, I learned... Had a brew when I was contracting up in Wisconsin. My buddy Rob up there, he uh, he had his own brew system, and actually I have his old brew systems in my garage. I traded my drums for a brewing kit, but he uh, he taught me how to brew. And then when the brewery opened down here for the first time, I just asked if I could come in at the old brewery if I could come in and you know, check it out. And they're like, "Yeah, no problem. You can't can't kick me out of there on uh, brew days. If I'm in town, I'm brewing." I love it, and they're fantastic people to work with. So, is there a, is there a special beer you like to make, or does it matter? To me, it's more fun to brew the you know brew the more crafty stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll brew the skinny blonde with them. But that's not very challenging. You know, but there's some other beers that are a little more to it. You know, a little more hops at different times, or uh, you might have to boil. Like I I brought a Scotch ale recipe down, and that was a that's a 90 minute boil. Most everything else is a 60 minute boil. And it, uh, so yeah, I like brewing the IPAs and the stouts and the porters, and I, I like brewing anything. Brew the San Felipe Light, I don't care. Well, it's kind of a camaraderie thing, too, mm -hmm. you know, with the, the guys that are in there brewing, and, mm -hmm. you know. Is there any advice that you would give first time visitor? First time visitor? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just experience everything. 
come and enjoy it. Look around. Uh, I mean, if you're considering a second place to live or, you know, a, a vacation house or something, check everywhere. Don't just don't just buy the first thing you see. I had some other friends that came here and they had a big rig that they were going to do all of Baja and then cross over to Mexico and look all the way around. They only made it as far as San Felipe. <laughs> well, it is magical. There's something is. about this place. It is. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say just, you know, experience everything and you know, don't be closed minded. Like I heard on Dave and Nicole's interview, uh, don't try and change this place. Mm-hmm. You know, don't make it a big box, you know, community. We don't want Cabo. That's the whole point yeah. of living here. I, I remember one of the sales things, you know, Rob used to say, if it turns into a Cabo, you'd wish you'd bought two lots. If it doesn't, be happy you have one and you have what you have here. Tell us what you think deserves more attention. I would say beautifying the place. They've done a they've done an amazing job over the years. There used to be dead cars up and down the highway between Mexicali and here. That's all cleaned up. Every, every bit of that's been cleaned up and they, they get them out of there as quickly as they accumulate on the road. <laughs> Uh, but Martin Romo in town is doing all the tree plantings and stuff like that. And it's looking a lot better. I've seen some renderings on things they'd like to do. And so I would say, you know, more beautifying the place. And you've got to be cognizant of the water. You know, we're in the desert. I realize that. That was one of my big questions when I came here was, you know, how do you get your water? It doesn't rain here, but it's the aquifer. That's where they get all their water from. But, uh, yeah, just beautifying it a little uh-huh. bit more. I think it's pretty as it is, but, you know, streets, you know, streets can ugly things up, make your streets a little nicer. Mm-hmm. They did an amazing job on the Malacan years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Fantastic down right. there. That's way different. Yeah. Do you think with the municipality now that more money will be um, here for San Felipe to, you know, for tourists? I don't know how they run their books. I don't yeah, know yeah. how they, I would assume, because you know, we used to have to beg for it from Mexicali. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would think the tax revenue that they get from here would help. We'll see. It's, yeah, it's going to take a little help. time for it to mm-hmm. you know, fill in the blanks, I guess, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see how it's going to measure out. So can you think of anything else you'd like to say about San Felipe? or Come, stay a while, <laughs> enjoy <laughs> Uh, again, don't uh, don't try and change it into something that's not. Um, just you know, we we want uh, you know smiling, happy people. You know, mm-hmm. that's the kind of people we like down here. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna be grumpy, stay home. Here, here. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. somebody gave me that advice a long time ago. Keep smiling, stay positive, and yeah, I've really embraced that, and that's what I want for San Felipe. And come down here with the intention of mingling with the local community because there are some fantastic people throughout the community between San Felipe and El Dorado Ranch and all the other little communities. You know, it's funny, Chris, because it just seems to me that that's an attitude that most everybody down here seems to share. The first thing most people say when we Mm -hmm. say, what do you love about Mm -hmm. San Felipe is the people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. I still, every time I pass somebody on the road, I wave, you know, if I'm mm-hmm. within the ranch or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. Going and they slow. wave back. They usually wave back, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. If they're not consumed in their own little world, then mm-hmm. they're they're paying attention mm-hmm. and they wave and you know, smile and, you know, sometimes you stop and chat for a mm-hmm. couple of minutes and make sure everybody's having a good day. It'll be interesting to sort of explore that a little bit further, but coming from Montana and Idaho, um, that's something that living in the country, you always see. You know, your neighbors, you always wave. Sure. Down here, it's just, it's so fun because I'm finding the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of does have the... That kind of neighborly thing, you know. Even though you don't know these people, you know. 
<laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough, you do know Start these people. conversations. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> because you've seen them at all the establishments you've been that's to. That's right. So, yeah. That's right. So. <laughs> what is your name? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like Chris. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but now we know now you. We know now we know you. Right. Now you know. Yeah. We'll Not, say hi. I'm easy to approach. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love your attitude, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Thank just you. a happy guy. I Thank love you. that. I, I, yeah, I try to be. Exactly. Yep. Love that. Yeah. yeah, and I guess we missed a great night of trivia last night. Yes, indeed. <laughs> we could actually won. Could have. Yeah. We could have won. Yes. Well, that would have. I would have written I that down in my journal somewhere. I know. <laughs> we beat the coffer team. <laughs> that's that's all anybody I wants to do. To do yes, anymore. Yes, that's yes. The, Nicole and Dave step, step back. No. Yeah. <laughs> They're wonderful friends of mine. So. Yeah, yeah, they are wonderful good, people. Good, yeah. giving, generous yeah. people. Yeah, Very nice. exactly. Yep. They so. do a lot for the community as well. Oh, so no kidding. That's, yeah. Absolutely. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Are you involved in any organizations in particular? Or you're not down here long enough, really, to, not long to enough. do that. I, I do a little, you know, donating mm-hmm. from yeah, time to time. time. I, yeah. I, I kind of try and take care of the dogs a little bit and, uh-huh. the, and the and less fortunate. When, yeah. I'm, when I make money, they get more money. Kind of how, how it works. Yeah, that is how it works for all of us, actually. Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm broke, I need to be a little greedier. <laughs> but you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. But right? I always, uh, oh, yeah, you know, really. I always yeah. am cognizant that, you know, I'm pretty lucky to have what I have. And yeah. there are a lot of people that can't do it. So try to take care of them. Well, Chris, this has really been a pleasure. Thank you very much for agreeing to be on the podcast. Thank you very much, Chris. And we have learned about you and things we didn't know again about San Felipe. Uh Fantastic. So thank you. Thank you, Chris. Hey, thanks, Chris, for joining us. It's been fun getting to know you and hearing about how you discovered San Felipe and why you decided to make it your home base. I'm sure we'll run into you a lot at the brewery as the summer heats up, and we look forward to visiting more over a beer. On a more general note, we want to thank everyone for your support this first season of the podcast. We've learned a lot over this first year and have developed some new ideas, which we'll be incorporating into season two, beginning in October. More on that later. We also have what we think is a great line of guests in the works for Season 2. Your suggestions keep on coming, which we really appreciate. We can't emphasize enough how important your likes and comments are to our ratings on Facebook and on Spotify and Apple, so please keep those coming as well. And we also want to thank anyone out there who takes pity on us during these long, hot summer days and goes to coffee.com forward slash turn left at the cactus to make sure we stay cool with a margarita or a beer. You have no idea how good that support makes us feel. We have one more episode to round up this season, and then Trisha and I and our partners will be taking a short break to escape the heat and to visit family and friends up north. But we'll be back in full swing at the end of September. We have one more final episode for season one coming up here, and for this one, we're going to be bringing out the clown car, so stay tuned. Until then, remember to turn left at the cactus for no bad days. Hasta la vista.